you know, because, you know, the, the way to get through a bad day, um, if I'm going through a bad day, is to help someone else through a bad day. And so you never know what someone else is dealing with. Um, I'm not trying to down, downplay anyone's issue there, but you never know what someone else is dealing with. And it could be that there's common ground there, or it could be that all they needed was like, oh, I thought you were being off with me. Like, I thought you, oh, thank you for telling me what you told me. Like, that makes so much sense how you behaved the last week. You just never know. Um, and so I would say, tell someone, if it's family, if it's friends, like just, just pour out your heart, have trust in that person to keep it a secret if you need it to. Um, but just telling someone will alleviate that pressure from you. And you'll now know that someone else is playing with you and someone else is in it with you. Today's special guest is Matt Aldred, head strength and conditioning coach at Furman University for men's basketball and golf. Matt is an incredible human being, an impeccable leader, and a person that has devoted his life to make an impact and inspire the next generation, especially his student athletes that he works with. He shares his incredible story of leaving England to pursue his college athletic dreams, as well as coaching Division I athletics. Matt had open heart surgery and it truly shaped and changed and altered his perspective on life and he talks all about his experience and what that did to him as well as his motivation to execute on a full marathon in celebration for his one year anniversary of the surgery. It's truly inspiring and I'm very moved by what he's doing it for. Not just that he's running a marathon which is in itself is very impressive and really cool but the reason he's doing it and the motivation behind it, I think, is super powerful. And that is what just gets me super excited. He's going to be raising money for an amazing cause. And if you guys are interested in supporting, which I highly recommend you do, go check out the link in his bio, which will take you to a GoFundMe page where it explains all of his story, as well as the motivation behind everything that he's doing. He's raising awareness and trying to raise money to benefit the Heart Center and Pediatric Cardiac Intensive Care Unit at the Sean Jenkins Children's Hospital. I personally will be donating and supporting Matt, and I encourage you to as well. Go follow him on Instagram and give him some support at SC underscore Aldred, and you can make a big impact as well. This week's Motivational Monday topic is very important. It's very simple and to the point, but I truly believe it shapes your opportunities in life. Don't sit around waiting for an opportunity. Create it. I personally am a strong believer in the power of positive energy. I believe that you're either an energy giver or an energy taker. And if you put out positive energy into the world, a positive frequency, opportunities will arise. I guarantee it. It might not be everything you want. It might not be everything you think you deserve. But when you're positive consistently and you have a heart to serve others and make an impact and make other people better, you will have opportunity in life. If you sit around waiting for some crazy thing to align and some crazy you know, event to happen with no energy, no effort, nothing is going to happen, you guys can do it. The best thing about this whole idea, this whole concept is that it really is a choice. Opportunity is a product of determination, a product of action, and a product of energy. So go out there and crush it because you know you can. You just have to make the decision and I know you guys can do it. We're excited about Marathon Prep. It's going super well. We're coming in on another great week of training. If you guys haven't already, make sure you go check out our YouTube channel at Doug Elks on YouTube. Follow along the journey. 
leave us comments, leave us remarks of things you want to see, things of, you know, ways we can help you guys. And our main goal and objective in doing this and trying to be very open and vulnerable and in, in documenting this process is to really just inspire you to go do something, to have the confidence to go do something you never thought was possible. And it doesn't have to be running. It could literally be something in your relationships. It could be something in business, in education, in arts, whatever that is for you, whatever your passion is or wherever there's a block in your fear, remove it and chase your passions. Chase the things that you didn't think were possible because everything is possible with the right effort and the right energy and the right attack and plan. So go, go check that out. Give us a subscribe, a like, and make sure you're following along the journey. Without further ado, let's jump into this conversation. You guys are going to love it. Matt brings so much value to the conversation, so much wisdom, and it truly was inspiring to talk to someone that wants to serve in this capacity. Let's get into it. Let's enjoy it. And let's crush it. Matt Aldrin. What's up, Matt? Thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. Great to be here. Appreciate having me on. Absolutely. This is a special episode for me because you have played a bigger impact in my life than you realize. And so I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to share your story because you have an incredible story. So I'm just, I'm pumped for this one. Heck yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about how you've impacted me later in the episode, but I, I want to first turn it over to you. I want you to kind of share, kind of just to set the, set the tone, just some context about where you're from, obviously, our, our listeners will hear that you're not from the United States. Um, and just kind of how you got here, how you're currently the head uh, strength coach at Furman for men's basketball and everything. So could you talk to a little bit about that? Yeah, um, the accent is a little bit different. So I'm from England. Um, <laughs> I came out here to play college soccer in 2012, or 2010 to 2012, um, at West Florida, which is a great school in Pensacola. Um, so that was my first exposure to like college athletics. Uh, and then I, I played pro for a year. I went home, I was personal trainer for a bit. And I just, I kind of got bored of just training your average Joe, to be honest. I got bored of training like parents. I wanted to train more athletes that were driven and motivated to, to be their best. And so I ended up coming back out um, to do a grad assistant role at a school in Alabama, um, Alabama Huntsville for two years. So I did that, uh, was an intern at Tennessee Chattanooga for three summers. I uh, was fortunate to work at the University of Florida for 10 months with uh, men's and women's tennis assisting those, uh, men's and women's basketball assisting them. And then I had men's tennis was my main team. And then from there, I came to Furman uh, for my first full-time job. Um, and I've worked with men's and women's basketball, just men's basketball, and now men's basketball and men's golf in my third year, going into my fourth season at Furman. So love it. Greenville, South Carolina is a great place. I get to wear a lot of purple, which is... <laughs> I guess it's all right, you know, just get used to it. But. Hey, I, I've worn some purple before. It's a little a little yeah. different, but um, yeah, man, no, that, that's incredible. I love it. It's cool to see all the different places you've been. What what would you say pushed you or motivated you from an early age to get into the, obviously you have an athlete background, but to get into the coaching side of things? Yeah, it's it's funny. I always used to, I guess, reflect on it. I always used to read like men's health, men's fitness magazines when I was a kid and when I was a teenager. And I always prided myself. I've got a twin brother and I think we always pride ourselves in being the fittest in our team, um, you know, and, and just we used to go for runs together, play down the park together. Like we used to do all that stuff together. And, and it got to a stage where even at college, I was still reading that and I was still kind of providing snippets of info to like my teammates. And I was like, wow, this is actually quite nice to be able to share this. Be like, hey, man, why are you doing this? Like try and focus on that. 
Um, so I honestly think from there, it, it kind of, and obviously how you, how you do things is, is who you are. So what you do is who you are. So in terms of me acting out of, you know, going to bed earlier and, and doing extra fitness and training, like people would be curious about that. And so I think my enjoyment to share that and to try and encourage and uplift others really probably got me interested in strength and conditioning. Um, another thing that got me interested in conditioning when I was an athlete out here was just the environment, like the weight room West Florida was sick. Like my <laughs> It's like this baseball dude, but like he really cared about us. Music was great. Like every time I went in there, they we were like eating, eating, having a protein shake, training, or just like, you know, cutting up. And it was just such a cool environment. So, yeah. and let alone like the actual sessions and the programming of that. And so I think from there, I was, I'd never really been interested in coaching soccer because I got too frustrated at an early age of like, why are they doing this? And I was just like, you know what? Like the physical side of it is really, is really more interesting to me. And I think that's where my, my skill set lies and so I kind of formulated the two between the coaching and the teaching and and the physical performance aspect so I love that I think it's cool and I think you talk about a lot of interesting things like your experiences in your past kind of shape how you look at things and um, I had a similar experience I mean my when I transferred to Western and I redshirted you you know who I'm, I'm about to talk about but uh, Jim Wilson had an incredible impact on me as a strength coach but I genuinely just enjoyed being in that environment, like being in the weight room, pushing myself physically, which then ultimately pushed myself mentally. And I could see how it was affecting other places in my life. And I just fell in love with that, like self-development, that that, con that consistent, like pushing myself to be better than I was before. And I just I think it, there's so many cool things you can look at when you're talking about why people get into health and fitness and why they make it a, a bigger part of their life. And then not only to make it about making them better, but then to go out and like be a coach or be someone that's a personal trainer and help other people kind of have that same experience, I think is, is really special. Yeah. And like the mental side of it in here, it's like all this mental toughness training. It's like, you know, what's really tough is having a hard workout in front of you and just completing it, like getting through it. But Hey, you got six exercises, you got six rounds. Like, by the way, the last two are bike and rower, you know, and you're like, wow, it's going to be really tough. And then the feeling at the end when you're drenched in sweat and you're out of breath and you're like, wow, like I pushed myself. And that, that's just like a really satisfying feeling. And it's almost like a little, a little drug, I guess. Like, man, I want to do that again. And you, yes. never, and you might wake up and be so tired. And then it's like, but if you, if you do it and you get through it, then you're like, you know what? Like, I can do more than I thought I could. And like the mental side of it is so good because even, you know, in struggles of like wanting to work out, it's like, you know, strength coach are regular dudes. Like sometimes it's like, man, I'm tired. If I just do a couple of sets, warm up, I feel way better. I'm Where rather than just going, yeah, I won't do it today. If I get on the bike for a little bit, get the blood flowing, my mindset just changes. It's just about taking that first step. And like I say, the mental resiliency you get from working out and consistently doing it, I do think carries over into your everyday life and you're able to handle challenges better outside the weight room. So that's a, that's a real cool component of this place. I, I, I really do love that. And I agree 100%. Like personally, I've starting the marathon training and everything. I've tried to knock out the runs in the morning and there are plenty, like, I'm not going to lie. There are plenty of mornings where I wake up at five or six and I'm like, man, I do not want to go run right now. Like it's dark outside. There's no light. There's no sunshine. It's not going to feel great, but dude, you get through that. And then you're like, I'm ready to absolutely destroy this day. Whatever's in front of me, I'm going to attack it. But it's like just that one little hurdle you just have to get over. And then it's like, it changes your whole mindset. And I think I agree dude. That's, that's so true. Yeah. And it's like, I'm much prefer I tell you what's harder is running in the afternoon yeah sometimes I had all all this morning was weight groups and I'm like man do I run today and it's like okay now it's hot <laughs> you know and then it's like and and I like running and having plenty of time afterwards to like 
you know, when you finish you crush that run, you're like, right, I'm gonna crush breakfast. Like, let's do this. You know, <laughs> it's like if I run now, it's like, man, I got shower, I got practice, like I'm gonna be so and then at the weekends, I'm like, I have to do it in the morning. Because like I say, if it's in the afternoon, like it's getting hot and and also be, you know, it's it's nice to wake up and at the end of your run, it to start be light. You know, it's starting to be light again and it's like eight, nine AM and you're jogging past people with their coffees and it that gives me another edge. It's like, yeah, like I've been running for two hours now. Like I it just that. makes you feel good. And then you can go have your drink, you can go get whatever, but you know, to be out there and you, you know, you see a lot of people out there and that encourages you as well. And of all fitness levels, you're like, man, like these guys out here, like with a headlamp on and he's <laughs> like a 12 minute mile, but he's out here. Like I respect that. You That's know, the game. It gives, you, it gives you a push and you know, you, and everyone's friendly. Hey, morning, you know, yeah, morning, nod. And you're like, it's that close community, you know? Um, and it, and like I say, I know, I know we're both, how we're both wired. Like it gives me an edge of like, ain't no one else doing this. I love it. Like, ain't no, and that, that kind of makes you feel good as well. You know? It adds to it. adds to it hundred percent. That's, that's a big part of it for me. I just, I love outworking people, but um, <laughs> I want to dive into your, your story. You, you've kind of shared the context of getting to Furman, but you've had events in your life that have definitely been not, not everyone goes through. And so I want you to kind of talk about that, kind of what it did and then kind of where you are now. Cause I think there's more to kind of your story there. That's, that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, so my big event recently in 2020 was getting heart surgery. Um, and I was born with a, with a heart murmur, which I, I didn't, when I went to my first college for three years, they didn't pick up on it. It was only when I came out to America, I had my medical where they, they saw I had the murmur. And so my mom's obviously like, oh my gosh, can you play in this? I was like, mom, I've been playing for three years. I'm as fit as can be. Like, it's <laughs> my mom would from, you know, like it's just the yeah. mother's. Right. Every year from then I was getting checked up. So I had like an echo scan, EKG and all that. Um, and it was actually in 2020, after we played a conference game, I got a call from my cardiologist after a scan. And he was like, hey, like, and he doesn't normally like persistently call. And so I was like, okay. And he just told me like, look, like I know we talked about surgery at some point. Like I think we need to probably go ahead with that this summer. Um, just cause your heart's getting a bit too, too big. There's too much regurgitation of blood, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And I was like, I just was like, okay, I held it together. I was like, my main question was like, okay, is this, is this going to affect life expectancy? That was my main thing. I was like, Hey man, like, okay, I'm going to get this surgery. Like, and he goes, no, if you if you act on it now it shouldn't everything and so i felt a piece about that and when i um when i hung up with him like i just started crying i was in the i was in the car park i was just like burst into tears i was like like soppy like bad tears i was like wow like this is this is tough and you know the first thing i did was text my boss text my head coach i said hey i need to talk to you right now and he came out and i was still crying he kind of calmed me down and um he was just a real big support for me in that moment like, hey man you're good like we'll get through this like your faith in god like you'll be good um, so I'll always remember him being there for me for that. Uh, and I just started dating my girlfriend now, fiance. And it was like, we've been dating a week and I had to tell her that as well. So I was like, Hey, wow. babe, I'm going to tell you, but again, you know, her support was brilliant. Um, and it, and as it went on, you know, and I felt fine, no symptoms. I felt fit as I could be I had nothing wrong, no shortness of breath, none of the usual symptoms. Um, and so as that's, and I wanted to do it at the end of the summer. So this was before COVID I found out. And then we had the, the COVID and, I went to meet with the surgeon in Charleston on, on March 11th. So literally right around where COVID was. And he was like, Hey, yeah, whenever you want to do it, you can do it. Like there's no immediate rush, but we need to in the next six months or so. Okay. So I said, September, let's do it. So I wanted to enjoy the summer. My thought of, Hey, we're busy strength coaches, train the guys in the summer, enjoy it. I love state parks, go do that. And then yeah. when you get to the September period, when you have less weight sessions, do it then. Um, 
And then it's funny, three days before my surgery, Furman had changed insurance providers and I get a call from the administrator. She was like, hey, um, so like they've denied your surgery because it's like, it's, it's expensive now. It's like a few hundred thousand. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, so this is obviously interesting. Um, and my surgeon called me and said, look, like sometimes they do this. It's just because you have to show no symptoms. Like your scans are what they are. Like I'm going to have to have a call with this guy and tell him you need it. So I was like, man, maybe God's saying I'm good. Maybe it was just a scare to like, just whatever perspective in life. Um, anyway, I got a call, you know, and I had it scheduled for the October 13th. So it's coming up for that year anniversary. Um, you know, but a couple of interesting things there, like it was really, really hard to video call my mom, my brother, <laughs> my sister, my dad, you know, separately and be like, hey, so I'm going to have to have surgery. And obviously with COVID there, my family couldn't be there for it, um, which was just like, wow, that's tough. Like calling my mom and my bro and my family, like the morning of the surgery was like, all right, cool. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah, gonna, you know, have the surgery. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. Should be fine. Don't know about recovery, but we'll be good. I'll chat to you later. You know, I had to just game face it. I couldn't yeah. be, I love you. Like, you know, I just had to be bomb quick. Right. Game face. And, um, and even, you know, when they, when they put the IV in and, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to take you back now. Like I had, I'd have to prepare for that moment because Maria, my say girlfriend now, fiance was next to me. I was like, I've got to show like her that I'm good. Cause if I'm like start to worry and get upset, like she's going to just be, have the worst five hours of her life, even worse than it's going to be for her. For sure. So I was like, I babe, you know, quick kiss. And I was like laughing, smiling, all good. Um, went back there. It was like craziest thing. You go, you see the operating theater and then it's like, boom, lights out, you know? Um, so it just, it was, it was crazy. And the piece was, um, yeah, it was, it was odd. Like, you know, the first 24 hours was really tough in ICU. Um, and then I got down to the step down unit and I was actually in hospital for three days, um, which is pretty, pretty remarkable. And I, I, I think that's because of my age and because of my fitness. Um, and so I always kind of say my, my main lesson for people, I guess, or takeaway is that, Hey, like you just never know what life's going to throw at you. Mm, so be as you can be for as long as you can be. It's like, you know, the chance of people getting cancer of heart disease of like, accidents like it's it's high like we live in a broken world so like if i can just be as healthy as i can be for the future me like especially having have had heart surgery like why wouldn't i do that why wouldn't i see my body not as a you know as a temple but not to idolize but just to look after and respect um and it's it's really kind of flipped its head for me of you know 2020 was the year i got healed is the way i like to think of it it's like this is like a battle scar like a healing wound because I did have heart disease, whether I like it or not. I did have it. My surgeon went in there, cleaned it up. Uh, he also found a hole in my heart, which he told me afterwards. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> and that's why the surgery took a little bit longer. So I was like, yeah, you just drop that in there like two days afterwards when you come visit me in the ward. <laughs> but, you know, it was, the, it was the year I got healed. So, yeah, 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people. Um, but I, I truly see it as like, man, like, I needed it done. And I got it done. And thankfully, it's like every day, every week that went on, I started to feel better. Um, you know, I had some ups and downs in that period, but you know, blessed that we're both now training for a marathon. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Man. Life's, life's good, you know, not, not to get too down about it. Like I couldn't control any of it. So but I could control my outcome and how I was going to be in front of my guys, in front of my, my coaches, in front of Maria, in front of my family. Like, you know, especially as Christians, it's like, okay, I trust in him and I trust in the surgeon's hands. Let's do it, you know? Wow. Yeah, I mean, there, there are two 
two really big things that, that stick out to me personally is like gratitude and perspective, like looking at gratitude first, like you hit it right on the head. I, I, my, the most important thing in my life is my faith in Jesus and like what I carry every day in terms of my faith and wanting to, to share God's light, but I'm not going to lie. Like fitness and my health is, is super, super important to me. And to think like if something were to happen to me where I couldn't experience that, it would, it would be really tough. And I, I'm sure you probably felt the same way. And that's probably why that initial reaction was, was tough, but it really does help you kind of come full circle and put it in perspective. Like, man, God's got a plan for my life. And, you know, with the thing in your, the hole in your heart, man, man that could have been God kind of yeah. setting us all up to prevent something from happening later down. Like who knows, but I think perspective is key. And just like you said, being so grateful for every opportunity we get, not, not taking it for granted. Yeah. And like, you know, you're only grateful for health when you're unhealthy. It's like, if I wake yes. up, with a headache, like I'm pissed, I'm mad. I'm like, why have I got a headache? And then you just have a bad mood. And it's like, why don't we just wake up and feel great and be pumped about that? Because, you know, and like I say, I've been in the situation where I've got like this incentive spirometer and I'm like, like, I can't get any air out of my lungs. I can't breathe in. I like laugh. I had to tell Maria, like, babe, stop telling like jokes. Like, stop making me laugh. Like, <laughs> like every time I sneeze and when I still sneeze, I have like a little pinch in my chest. And it's like, and it's almost like I'm good with it because it's a little reminder. You know, mm. it's like I came back after two weeks because I wanted to come back and be around the guys. Like I would just sit down on a medicine ball and just, Hey, come here, let's do this. But like that gave me a purpose, man. Like without a purpose, you know, it could have taken me four weeks to recover. And even now, like being able to go for a run, like say getting up early morning, it's like, sometimes I do have to tell myself like, Hey man, like remember why you're doing this run. And remember how good you're feeling, how good your lungs feel right now. Remember the fact you can sweat, which is nice. The fact you can sleep on your front, the fact you can shower on your front, the fact you can lift your arms out without hurting the fact that you can drive your own car, the fact that you don't need someone to help you change, mm. you know? So it's like, yeah, okay, I'm good now. You know, it's like a little pep talk. Perspective. I love that, dude. That, that's so true. And that, that applies to anything anyone ever goes through in life. And I'm not like downplaying or discrediting any hardship that someone's going through, but there's always a positive way to look at something. And, and whether you can see it or not, trusting in God, like God has a reason for it and you can grow from it. So I love that that's been your outlook and you've been a light and just doing incredible things. I want to talk about what you're doing to celebrate, um, you know, this, this event in your life and how you've kind of overcome it and, and kind of what you're training for. I want to talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, and hopefully it'll be around next week, actually. Um, cause it's about the year anniversary, October 13th is when I had it last year. So Run about that year anniversary. I'm trying to run a marathon. Well, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm not sure what the pace is going to be, but I'm going to finish that thing. Let's um, go. And I'm going to do it in my hometown of Eastbourne, England, uh, with my brother, who's getting married next Saturday. So I'm hoping to be there for the wedding. Still trying to work out visa stuff there, but again, God's plan. Um, and I'm going to be there. And he, he's he's got into more ultra running. And, and where we live is just this beautiful part of the world with um, beautiful countryside. And I haven't been home for two years because of COVID. I haven't seen my family or my nieces. My parents wow. haven't met um, my fiance. I haven't met my brother's fiance. Um, so just all that emotional, like tied into trying to raise some money as well for the kids in the Sean Jenkins um, Heart Center. Um, you know, so just in running this, not doing it just for me. Um, but I truly believe if I'm going to do something like this, like why not just, if I can raise $10 and luckily I've, I've been able to raise more than 10, but like, you know, I, I would encourage you in your journey with the marathon, like just do it for some charity, you know, yeah. I'll do it. I'll tell you that. And you never, you, you never know how many people donate. And then at least you've just raised money. And so it's an added motivation for you 
when you're running this thing to be like you know what like yeah like it makes you because we love to exercise i love to run i'm a former footballer soccer player like love to run now 26 miles point two is a long way to run but yeah. I'll, still, I'll still just enjoy it um but the reason i want to raise money for that um that heart center is because when you can first go on walks after your surgery you know they help you up off the bed and you've got this heart pillow and you've got a nurses with you and you're literally walking so slowly or you walk down and you can see a lot of other people in their respective you know cubicles and you know some of them are like babies like legit mm. babies and you're like man i'm a 31 year old guy like what what are their parents going through you know what's the kid doesn't have a clue what's going on but like the kid is mm. it's like what, what repercussions that for that kid's life and the parents and you know in, in finding out more about the heart center you know, I think 60% of people that have it are, are low-income families and will have these, you know, these surgeries. And it's like, well, what about helping them with, you know, them having to miss work or like medical bills? And so that was just my motivation there. Like I wanted to do it for, and it could be a select family, like the hospital have given me that that right of, to say, hey, if it, we can connect you with certain families if you want. Obviously they can't do that because it's a biased opinion from them. But you know, it could just be that the stars align and God's got a plan for it. And I'm able to bless a certain family, maybe with a kid, with a baby, or that's had a second surgery and just say, hey, like, just take this, take this few thousand dollars, do whatever you want with it. Like, I just want to bless you with it because they have blessed me in their treatment. So that's my, that's my main motivation for it. Um, and obviously any of you listening, like, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you the bio, I'll give you the link, like, just, I just want to max out. Like, this ain't for me. You know, this isn't this isn't for my bank account. This isn't to glorify me. This is this is the glorified treatment that they do because they are, you know, we love to exercise. Like my surgeon said that his his zone, his in the zone is when he's in the surgery room. Like that's a gift from God, man. Wow. And if you have that gift, like there'd be a lot of people struggling like me. So I'm forever grateful for that. That's incredible. We will definitely get all your links and everything so we can promote on AIM and through this podcast. So if you're listening, make sure you go check it out and make sure you support. That's I just, I just love when people do something that's bigger than themselves because I think that's the ultimate mindset of a servant, um, ultimate mindset of someone that, you know, is is really trying to have have an impact in life. And I think that's what we try to do with this platform. But, man, you're, you're doing it at, a, at an elite level, man. I'm just I'm just thankful to know you and see someone out there, you know, producing that kind of energy into the world. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I look right back at you. You know, I think you're everything you guys stand for. Like it's um, it's awesome. You know, like you're just trying to be your best every day. And it's like, I bet you, like, you know, when you wake up and like, man, do I want to get up? Like your platforms will be like, hey, get up. Like that's inherently in the back of your mind. Like, man, maybe if I wasn't on so active on social media, I might like just now, nah, like I've got to do this. Cause I like the worst thing I want to be. And I know the worst thing you want to be is a fraud. Like as a strength coach, like I do that's not right. want to be a fraud. Like I have to look after my diet. I have to look after my habits. I have to walk the walk. I have to talk the talk. Like I have to follow through with what I'm telling for my guys. Now I, I won't, probably won't be able to do their workout. I won't be able to do practice with them. But like, you know, for me to to even just go through this marathon journey, it's like, okay, like I'm going to have a tough session in the weight room, but like I'm going to probably post something on my story about the miles I run. So, you know, I'm in there with you. Like I'm doing something. We like game day runs. Like I love a game day run in the morning. Like we do it as a staff. And it's like, I want to feel and go through hard because when I'm sitting there watching us play against whoever, it's like, man, if I've just been lying in bed all day and like, Hey, I hope these guys play well. Like that just doesn't really do it for me. That's, that's so true. I honestly, like that's, I think that's one of the biggest things that I didn't consciously realize when I, when I created this platform with my, with my team is that 
it's helped me grow so much individually more than I would ever have realized or imagined. Like we wanted to come together and like help people. But like the fact that we're helping people, like you said, like it's holding me accountable. It really is. And, and it gives me an extra sense of motivation to, to dig down deep in those moments where I'm, you know, wanting to, to skip or to, or to lighten up. And it's like, no, like I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to make an impact. And, and it's, yeah, it's been incredible, man. I'm just, I'm just grateful for it. And the conversations it's allowed us to have with cool people like you, or we can have these conversations and hopefully someone listening can be like, you know, take, get something from it and apply it to whatever they're going through. So it, it's special, man. Yeah. Just all it is, is an encouragement, right? You know, like, right. we're by no means saying you got to be perfect and you have to get up at five o'clock every day. Like it looks different for other people, but right. we should be as coaches as encouragers, encouragement and education. Like, hopefully in sharing what we do, it's like, man, like, okay, why is he doing this training? Okay, this is cool. Maybe I can do that. Like, absolutely. You know, and all I want to do to my guys is, is encourage them, my athletes, encourage them that they can, they can be their best. And like, it just has to be an everyday pursuit. Like you can, you can rest on the Sunday, but like, you got to make sure you get back on the Monday. That's you right. know, still do stuff on the Sunday to optimize performance. But if we can just be an encouragement and not judgmental, not like, That's man, right. why are you only running three miles? Like, someone to run three miles like we just don't know the story you know like just to congratulate everyone on and just taking a step just taking a step forward and just just working out man like it's such a blessing that that's literally it and it, it really comes down to the mindset it's not about comparing yourself to other people it's like literally just how can you be the best version of you and it doesn't matter what anybody else and if that's if that's literally getting up out of bed one day just to get out of the bed like if that's it if that's what's good for you that day then that's what's good for you that day like just build on it keep pushing and like don't settle i think it's the big message we're trying to push so i you, you said it perfectly that's really good stuff and it's um it's funny i'm reading the blue zones book um which is about you know centurions in the world and and it's um you know they went into some cities in america and they tried to incorporate the blue zones diet and lifestyle to cities in america it's trying to prove their health yeah what they found was you know if a partner had started exercising and started eating better. Well, then the other partner, the other spouse started doing the same because they wanted to encourage their spouse to do it with them. Like say yeah. your wife's trying to lose weight or whatever, or, you know, you're going to help with the diet. And so then you're in there together and you're striving to be better together. And so it's like, then it's definitely not a selfish pursuit. It's just encouragement. And then you're both trying to strive to be your best. But in doing that, other people are going to notice, be like, man, like I want to get on board with this. Like that looks cool. Like, I want to be my best, you know, and if we can have a world full of truth tellers with love and encouragers, like, man, we should, we should be in a good place. That's it. It's I'm, I'm honestly, sometimes there's, there's gotta be a spectrum. There's gotta be balance, but like, I truly believe you either give energy or you take energy. And like, I want to give every single ounce of energy I can because the people around you are going to be affected by it. And I think it's just so important. You have these conversations and you go out, you get encouraged, you're excited and you're like, okay, let me go use my small platform to go help one person. And then that person is now energized and fired up and they go help another person. And it just, it goes crazy. Yeah. We, we say you either lift the energy or lower it. Like yeah. you're not keeping it the same, you know, and as, as coaches, I remember good strength coach, um, coach Rudy, who's a UConn women's basketball. I remember a presentation she did ages ago. It's like, we have to be the firmest that we got to set the temperature in the room. I like that. So it's like, not read it. we got to set it. And I was mm -hmm. like, as a coach, I think that's really cool. Um, you know, why, why can't we do that in our personal lives? And why can't we do that to encourage our friends and our family to be healthy? Like, just be the be good role models, but do it with do it with zero ego. You know, like, we, we are not perfect. So 
the last thing I want to do is like, man, look at this guy. He's all showy. He's all this. It's like, I'm just trying to be an encouragement. That's like, it, man. If you run a mile, I'm so happy for you. Like, I'm trying to have zero, zero ego. Like, just, just being normal, being a normal guy that's humble and hardworking is the ultimate goal. That, that's literally it. I love that. How, how's marathon training going for you? What does that look like? Are you, are you following a plan? Like, are you kind of doing it yourself? What, what does it look like right now? Um, it looks like a long run at the weekend. That's what I'm trying to do. So I've, the last four weekends I've done, say, three, over three half marathons. Um, a lot of the time it's, it's focused on time. So just with, with some, we had like a family weekend. So I'm like, okay, I've got to do 10 miles and then I'll do 10 on Saturday, Sunday. So it's like a 20 mile weekend. You know, I do six on the Friday. So it's 26, three days. You know, I'm trying to, um, you know, when I first did my first one, I would be like, all right, three miles, three times a week. And then 4.5, three times a week. And then maybe 4.5 and six is like, I kind of just I had the 12 weeks and I was like, you know what? I think I can get it up to 15 to 18 miles or maybe 20 mile. And once I hit 20 miles, I was good. Then I could taper back. Um, I would want to, I do want to hit a 20 this weekend. That would be great. That would give me a lot of confidence. Um, I know I've got a good stretch of time tomorrow morning. So maybe it's a, maybe that's when I do it. But I think if I can do a 20, I can do the 6.2. Yeah. You know, but it's, you can never fully prepare unless you're running the track, like unless you're running the actual route, you know, like I know in England, it's, there's these seven hills sisters, and they're big. And I don't have that on campus. So, you know, so honestly, I think a lot of it, my brother's been helpful this with his training. It's just, it's getting your body used and your legs used to just being under that strain for that long. Mm -hmm. Like that's where I just, you know, that feeling of man, am I cramping up here? So this is what you want. You got to keep pushing that. So the next time you run, it's not at mile 12, it's at mile 15, okay? All right, and we can keep, because your body adapts. I mean, that's, the, that's why I love this job. I mean, your body's such an incredible machine. Yeah. Like, even the fact, like, say, the, her- the surgery and it's healed and I've got a scar, it's like, what? Like, I was so puffy after surgery. Like, now I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like, you know, like, yeah, I have it. you just, no appetite for two weeks and then suddenly you have it again. It's like, so the body, the body adapts, you know, and specific adaptation to impose demands. If I want to be, you know, if I want to be training for a marathon, I've got to put time in my legs. I've got to, I've got to commit to that. And so it's, it's been tough to kind of get a bit skinnier, but that's just, that's just my pride. You know, like yeah. you're trying to do it where you're trying to keep that mass. And I respect that because that's a lot more effort than me just being like training as a marathon runner, you know? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Are you doing any type of, um, like, are you monitoring heart rate at all? Like, are you keeping track of that during your runs? Or are you just kind of trying to stay easy on like longer runs? Like, how are you, how are you doing with heart rate stuff? I, I don't use heart rate myself. Um, uh, I do, the, I just do Strava. So I look at my okay. time. So like yesterday was like, I want it to be a quicker session. And then tomorrow it might be a longer session and then, or medium session. And the weekend will be a long session. You know, I've seen some good stuff about that. But honestly, for me and my schedule right now, it's more just, okay, I need one long one a week. And I can see my total distance per week. So I should probably do some Tuesday, a little bit Wednesday. I want to beat my total from last week. So tomorrow needs to be more than I did last Thursday. Um, you know, and, but definitely the longer one at the weekend. I've, I've liked your heart rate stuff. And you've obviously, you've been setting your pace markers. Um, you know, like I said, for me, I'm just trying to do this thing with my bro. I know yeah. for you, you probably got a target pace in mind, just knowing you. And knowing like you want to keep in like zone three or something, you know, oh, gosh. Like, which is great. No, it's great because, you know, you, you're, uh, I won't offend you here. Like you're younger, you are 
in way better shape. And it's like, that's your mindset. And I love that. Like, why not try and be your best when you do something you've never done before? You know, sure. and I, maybe it's just my second rodeo. And I, I'm not, I did 352 my first time around. And I, I know this one's going to be infinitely hard. It just it's a trail marathon. So it's going to be on some road, some, you know, field, some forest. So I just, I know it's going to be longer. And I'm not putting any pressure on myself for that because I know it's going to be hard, whatever it is, you know? I love it. I, I think it's cool. I'm honestly impressed just the way, I mean, you've obviously been doing this for a long time, like rel- no disrespect to you, like you're still young, but you've, you've had a lot of experience with fitness and with training and everything like that. So like, I'm, I'm definitely following a plan. Like I, I'm enjoying it because I've never been able to have, this is a conversation I've had with a bunch of people, but like, I love basketball. It's been incredible. It's, it's opened so many doors, allowed me to meet so many incredible people like yourself, but I'm so happy right now. And just the freedom of training and fitness, like I've, I just love it. And so like, I always felt confined to like do what was good for me on the court, but now I can, I can do stuff like this and, and who knows what I'll do next after this, but it's just, it's been fun for me, the mental freedom of just like exploring what I can do physically. Oh, I completely agree. And even for me as a strength coach, like it's so when I first got into this professional, it's like so nice for me to train how I want to train. Like I didn't have football practice. I didn't have football lifting. I was just right. like, do what I want to do. But then, you know, after having done it for a few years, you're like, okay, I do miss the goal setting aspect of it. Because, like, we are competitive. So, like, for you to set yourself this goal was great, you know? And I did a tough mudder back in the day, and like, which was like 13.1 miles or whatever. And I was like, so I've done a marathon. And, you know, I'm not into CrossFit. Uh, so, like, that's them have been a thing for me. Like, I want to be this CrossFit athlete. But this has been fun for me. It's like, nah, like, I've got to run today. Like, I've got to prepare for this goal because it's like, and when I hit it, you know, I've, I've said to myself from now on, like, I want to do at least two good runs a week. Like, I love the condition I have right now. And that's going to help me when I go back in the weight room and do higher volume work. But, like, for me, a lot of the weight room stuff, if I just focus on that, like, that's purely, yeah, it's kind of going down the lines of, like, body idolatry. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm good. Like, if I want to smash my arms today, I will. If yeah. I want to hit my legs, I will. Like, I like the freedom of that. I just want to be healthy. Like, because the fit versus healthy, I just want to be healthy. I think that's what the heart surgery's taught me. It's like, if, 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 if I want to go for a five-mile run, yeah. If I want to go for a two-hour bike ride with my road bike, yeah. If I want to go for a three-hour hike, yeah. If my guys want to challenge me in a strongman competition, okay. You know, yeah. if I need to run a 10 with them, okay. You know, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I want to just, yeah. before I get, I don't have any pain in my knees. It sounds so old man right now. <laughs> Back issues, like, I just want to be healthy. And so yes. I love the... I try and give the guys a holistic program and like, I like that for myself, you know? No, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, I, I feel the same way. I think this is why you and I connect on so many levels, but I just, I love fitness. Like I love every aspect. I love lifting heavy. I love the feeling of a pump. I love the endurance element, both physical and mental. Like it's just hit. I love hit stuff. I love hit training. Like, I just think it's fun to put yourself in, in different environments, different situations, and just take so many different things from each of them and like, just use it in life. And that I just, yeah, I get, I get excited talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's, it's cool. And like, you know, I, when I was at Florida, we did do like structured lifts and it was great because like, but I mean, that's the biggest I've ever been. And I'd try and go for runs on the swamp on a Sunday. I try to do some like stadiums. I'd be gassed. And I'm like, you know, this isn't, this isn't the fitness I want to have. Like, I want to be able to just go for a run. Like, this, they're beautiful mountain green. Like, I want to be able to go for a trail run. Like, I get such joy out of that. So it's also, the longer you go in life, the more you like, you might find that road biking's great for you. Like, I could see you getting into that. Like, no yeah. pressure points, especially after your knees getting pounded by basketball for years. All right. Okay, or maybe you get into CrossFit because it's a mixture of all of those things. 
or like a, a, a tough mother. Like you just never know. And that's the beauty of just being fit, healthy and, and available. It's like, man, what, where do I want to go next? Like, that's cool. I love it. I love it, man. This has been a really, really fun episode. You've brought so many cool elements to this conversation. Wrapping it up, just kind of the final question. And this is, I think, where you can maybe just take this however you want and go with it wherever. But what kind of advice, motivation, anything you want to leave, like lasting thoughts with someone that might be listening that just has something unexpected going on in their life that they didn't necessarily plan for that's kind of hindering their progression? Because obviously, you know, something like you had to deal with that was kind of unexpected. It was not something you were planning for how to get through it and then to move on past it and continue on in life. Like, what would you tell them? Yeah, I'd say um, as a Christian, I'd say first off, definitely pray about it wholeheartedly. Um, I think there's something towards praying at night when it's just a thanks for the day, blah, blah, blah. It's like heartfelt, like I need help in this. Um, so I would say pray about it wholeheartedly. And then I'd also say, tell someone else that makes so much sense. How you behave the last, you just never know. Um, and so I would say, tell someone, if it's family, if it's friends, like just, just pour out your heart, have trust in that person to keep it a secret if you need it to. Um, but just telling someone will alleviate that pressure from you. And you'll now know that someone else is praying for you and someone else is in it with you. And they might be the first person to say, hey, like, I know so-and-so can help you out. Or like, hey, let's go for a walk. I know you're really trying to do this. Or I know you're struggling with this. Like, let's go for a walk. Um, you know, so I think, honestly, I think spending time in nature is such a, a blessing, like, mm. Um, so if anyone is just struggling with anything, just put your phone down because sometimes these things can be toxic. They, they zap our time, uh, they zap our mental energy and our focus and our concentration. And we, we get no deep work done with them around, um, just go for a walk, you know, unplug, unplug as it were. And, and you'll find that you're actually able to problem solve some things, um, and go for a walk with someone and just leave the phones in the car or put on flight mode, airplane mode, and just use it for pictures. But go for a good hike. But I think definitely praying and, and telling someone else about it is a really, really good first step. That's amazing. I mean, I, I completely agree. Obviously I see eye to eye with, with faith being the driver there. I think that's important. And I love, I love the aspect of community. I think that's something that people need. I think that's as humans, we, we crave it like deep down, whether you want to admit it or not, but community is so powerful and being able to come to, to other people and talk about the good things in life, but also the things that you're struggling with, I think is is really, really important. And so hopefully people listening know that AIM is a place where we can do that. Having you on, I mean, I would like to consider you AIM fan, like you're, you're part of this. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. So I really appreciate you being on. This has been an incredible episode and I cannot wait to see you crush this marathon, not for yourself, but just for the bigger purpose of why you're doing it and everything you've done. So Matt, thank you so much for being on the AIM podcast. Yeah, brother. Keep being great, man. All right, man. Thank you. great episode of the aim podcast i truly enjoyed this conversation with matt and to hear his perspective on life i have a lot of admiration for who he is as a person and his daily pursuit to make an impact on the community around him and inspire athletes on a daily basis if you guys enjoyed this episode and love the aim podcast i ask that you please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review ask us questions, anything. We want to engage with you. We want to grow this thing. We want to grow this platform and movement. We love you guys. We hope you get after this week. We hope you crush it. And we hope you put out positive energy into the world and go create your opportunities. Let's do it. Let's crush it. And as always, let's keep ambition in mind.